It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. Say hi to Doug today and hello to Mary. We were talking earlier about... I, I, I wake up between 6 and 6.30 every day and I have not had to have an alarm in 20 years. And it's because I work mornings for about 15 and... 3.30 in the morning, I had to have an alarm, but 6 to 6.30. I worked to slept till 7.30 this morning. You slept in too, right? I did. I no. did. A little bit later than you, though. Well, well, of course, but you're young. You yeah. Don't, you know, you, you need more sleep, and you don't need time to organize yourself like I do. I really need time to organize I myself. have all those late crazy nights. You know how it gets. My hair is getting longer and longer, and I just don't know what to do with it anymore. I would like to like put it in a box if I could. No, you should James Dean it, I think. What did he do? I don't know, but it looks really good. <laughs> just follow that. James channel. Dean has been dead for 55 years, and I'm I'm just wondering what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Actually, more than that. 40, 60 years. All right, we're joined now by Bagged Milk from Oilers Nation, who's going to stop me from doing math and say something brilliant. Say something brilliant. Listen, I don't know what you think about a mohawk, Al, but I'm thinking that could be the look for you. Add some color in there. Yeah. Get a real tight look on the side. Mm. I think that'd be a really nice yeah. new look for you. Uh, uh, what I know about, uh, and I have studied it, about men with bulbous heads, uh, you don't want to draw a lot of attention to it. You know, you just, <laughs> you really, you really don't want to start, you know, making, you know, little zippers or or lightning strike you know anything like that it doesn't just it's not the look because there's there's a lot there you know there's a big landscape it's a big canvas i understand why artists might want to paint there but really you got to stay away from that sort of thing what does um do you have problems like in this time of year sleeping too much or are you okay your sleeping patterns are fine no, I'm kind of like you. Like, I do have an alarm, but I often am one of those people that kind of wakes up a minute or two before the alarm. And even if I've got nothing going on, say on a Sunday where all I've got to do is white baby watch football all day, is I'll still wake up at 7.30. No. It's, it's just kind of, it is what it is now, and it's part of the routine. So wake up early, take the dog for a quick cruise, and then carry on with my day. So does Frank watch the football with you, or does Frank, like, read a paper or do the crossword puzzle? Yeah, he's more of a Sudoku guy. He likes to uh, figure out the grids. I'm uh, not a big football guy. Uh, tends to nap a lot on Sundays. That's right. kind of his, his go-to move on Sundays is uh, a lot of snoozing. If he doesn't get his 16 hours in, he gets a little bit cranky. Yeah, my dog's that way. She does word puzzles, but you know she'll she'll be she'll watch the game, but not really be interested in it unless there's some ridiculous play. Well, sure. Like if if the announcer, if Al Michaels' voice comes up to a certain register, Frank will look <laughs> up at the TV. You know. <laughs> Al Michaels. Al Michaels is the only guy at a football game who doesn't want to be there. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. I love the way he's going out. It's so awesome. Okay, um, the Otis turnaround has been um, truly amazing, and everybody I read either has some blame to give, whether it's you know Jay Woodcroft and his system, or yada yada yada, or some credit to give, i.e., you know they're healthy now, and I think there's all a lot of truth in all of that, but. We can't look past the fact that Connor McDavid is scoring like four points a game, can we? No, of course not. I mean, like when Connor has, what is it, 12 points in his last three, three games in a row with a three point period, that is going to help 
a lot of things when that happens. So having Connor McDavid just look like Connor McDavid is going to will this team into more wins than probably we recognize. Same with Leon, but then also there's other guys that are just that are starting to come around as well. So Connor's obviously doing what he's doing, and it's fantastic to watch him have that 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 extra step and the hands are matching up with the feet and everything. The shot is crisp again, and you love to see it. But then there's also some other guys that are just they're just getting the job done. Leon starting around into form. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has got a, two goals in his last three games. Zach Hyman has been as consistent as anybody could ever have hoped for. Evander Kane is the same thing, eight goals in his last eight games. So I think that there's part of it, and some people don't necessarily want to hear it. One, yes, Carmen Davis for sure. But two, the Oilers were getting PDO'd a little bit earlier in the season. Like the save percentage was low, and the shooting percentage was low, and now those are starting to normalize a little bit. And we're seeing a team that's finally getting rewarded for the work. But to, to, to credit Nobby as well, I think that there's there's some good work happening in the neutral zone. I find that there's a lot there's a lot less space for the Oilers in the neutral zone. I find that the back pressure is a lot more substantial now when they're coming back into the zone. So there's some changes, some tactical changes for sure. But I also think that some guys are starting to feel it a little bit. And you know, these guys aren't robots as much as we want them to be. As much as we want Connor to go out there and score two points a game and get to 153 like he did last year, the reality is he's still a person. There's a lot of pressure he puts on himself, and it seems like he was battling injury, at least for a minute. But now that he's looking healthy, he's looking a lot more like himself, and that means the Oilers will too. So they put Hyman with McDavid and Nuge for the top line. They're you know, playing Hamlin regularly uh, as the fourth-line center They've found a way for Nurse and CeCe to be even more effective, playing Stuart Skinner in net. These are small little tweaks and things that were available to the previous coaching staff, and I'm not saying that Jay Woodcroft is a poor coach because I think he's an excellent one. Sometimes a change, you know, is is good. Um, how much credit should we give to this coaching staff? And I include uh, Knobloch and Coffee and Stuart. Well, one thing when it comes to Stuart, the PK has been fantastic what is it, 18 kills in a row right now for the Oilers? Yeah. Like, that is something that we could have only imagined in the last three years. So that, is, that in itself is going to make a huge difference. The power play is starting to come back to life again. That's going to make a huge difference. But again, there's some small adjustments that I think Chris Knobloch has made, specifically in the neutral zone and the way the team is defending that. It's just it's giving less space for the opponent out there. I thought earlier in the season, and I don't know that that's necessarily what Jay Woodcroft has planned. Chances are, if you've got an honest answer from him, you'd be going, nah, it's not really how we drew it up. But I think that they're subscribing to a defensive style under Chris Knobloch, and so far it's been working. They've been limiting their chances. I mean, I know against Vegas, there were still the two goals in the third period, but they only allowed five shots against. In terms of trying to close out a game, it doesn't really get much better than that outside of the two goals, obviously. But I I don't know if it's a combination of the coaching and guys just starting to feel good about themselves or all of the above, but there's a lot of good things happening right now, and I think there's some some share of credit to go around as well. I'm going to give you a problem I gave McCurdy yesterday, uh, and I'm going to ask you to solve it. And the, here's, here's the problem. I remember 2006, where the Oilers traded Marty Reasoner away, partly because they thought Mark Pouliot was ready for the fourth-line center job, and he got mono, and they had to bring Rem Murray back from Guam to play on the fourth line. And they were... They were strong on the top three lines, but they really could have used probably a stronger fourth-line center. You've got to be really careful with the center position. I like Ryan McLeod. I know he'll he'll turn it around. I'm not worried about him. I don't think they should deal him or anything. But if this continues, we've been talking about maybe they need a, a, you know, a fourth-line center or a third-line winger. 
do you think it it might be uh, astute of them to to maybe move McLeod to the fourth line or to wing and bring in a third line center until he finds his way? I could absolutely see that. I, I you know, I, I think that some of the hyperbole around Ryan McLeod right now is interesting. Uh, to quote from you, Al, uh, some of his underlying numbers, he's pushing the river out there. So there's like there's you'd expect some good stuff to happen for Ryan McLeod at some point. Like you'd think he'd luck into a goal here sooner or later. But I, I don't mind that idea at all of putting him over into the wing. Like, I mean, you look at a guy that's up in the lineup a little bit more, and Ryan, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, he can play center, and he's done it effectively. And, you know, he's kind of a Swiss Army knife for any coaching staff he's played for. There's been many of them at this point. But maybe that's a similar thing for Ryan McLeod. He can play center, and when he's going, he will be a center. But maybe when he's not as much, shuffling him over to the wing, a little bit less responsibility, he can think more about some offense. I think I don't think that's a bad idea at all. I don't understand the people that want to train Ryan McLeod. Um, there's a lot to like with this player, but just unfortunately, things aren't going his way right now, but I think it's also fair to say he's not the only one on the roster you could say that about either. Uh, people are asking your thoughts on the increase of difficult minutes that Ekholm Bouchard are playing. I have not seen that. I don't know that you have either uh, since... Uh, since the coaching change happened, I, I usually wait for 20 games for that to occur. Have you seen anything, and uh, what's your opinion on it? I mean, I think with specifically, I'll start with Ekholm. I think that Matthias Ekholm is finally starting to look like Matthias Ekholm. I think that there are times where a player with injury, you know, he missed all of training camp, all of the preseason, then he's expected to get up to pace immediately, but it takes a minute. You know, he's a guy in the, he's a guy in his mid-30s, and the boots aren't the quickest in the first place. So it was going to take him a minute to kind of settle in and look more like the Matias Ekholm we need him to be. And I personally think that's starting to happen. And when he elevates his game, that's also going to help Evan Bouchard play a little calmer. And I think that that's happening for both of those guys. I, I think that the focus on Evan Bouchard's defense is obviously significant. Um, we've seen the mistakes, but there's also the offensive side of what he does, which is electric. But I think both of those guys are just kind of settling in a little bit. Sometimes it takes a minute. I don't know that there's always a magic solution for what's going on, but I, I do think that those two as a pairing are starting to look a little bit more comfortable and it's boating well on the ice. So people are asking me as well to congratulate you on all your listens on the Spotify rap. Are you, are you, did, who was your lead uh, artist this year? Uh, well, you know what? I um, I don't actually, I'm not a Spotify guy. If I have to oh. pick a team, if I have to choose a side, if we're doing Bloods versus Crips, I am on Team Apple Music, and they don't give me my yearly rap, at least not that I know of. Okay. So I can't tell you who it is. I'm going to go ahead and guess it's probably Blink-182. I love them. I have since I'm a kid, so they're probably right up there. But who comes second through fifth? That could be anyone's business. But from my personal side, I've been sharing them a lot on my personal social Seeing Better Late Than Never, which is my kind of weirdo podcast I do with my studio at home, mm -hmm. be in people's top listening listens for podcasts is super, super rewarding because it's a very, very niche thing that I do over there. It's very, very odd and bizarre. And to see people responding to it and a little community growing around it is very, very special to me, and I'm very grateful. Well, and you built, right? Like, I mean, I, 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 I've been doing it for 20 years, and people say, oh, you're, you know, whatever. But I, I started before anybody. For, for somebody who came along a, bit, a little bit later, it's hard, but you You've done really well. Yeah, it's hard. It takes at bats. It takes failure. It takes effort. It takes changes. It takes. I kind of think about it as the baseball analogy: is that you get enough at bats and you get your swings in. Eventually, you'll start to connect with something, um, or you have to pivot. And I think that I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at understanding that. And you know, 
I've been reading lowtie.ca for a thousand years now, it feels like. <laughs> and it just kind of, it was one of those inspirations to get going way back in the day when the oil logosphere was just kind of getting going. And it really is a product of work and at bats and, you know, being consistent. Well, and also I think it's a passion, right? Like the, the you know, there are days like during this, this losing streak, I was like, you know, how many more years do I want to do this? And then when they started winning, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember why I want to do this. Yeah, 100%. I mean, winning cures everything, doesn't it? And um, it, it, it was, it was, it's been trying through the first 20-odd games of the season. I know that the others are starting to look more like the others right now, and that makes it a lot more fun. And I think that the city just in general is a better place to be when the Oilers are good because it's an escape for so many of us, and for some of us lucky enough to cover it as a job, it's one thing. But for a lot of people, just life's more fun when the Oilers are winning. Do you have a second nickname aside from Bag Milk? No, that's the only one I've gotten. Quite frankly, it's terrible. Had I known this was going to be my career at 38 years of age, I probably would have picked something cooler when I came up with it at 19. But it's it's sort of like Kid Rock, right? It's too late now. Yeah, it's too late now. It is what it is. I'm like a rapper in the sense that nobody cares about the real name. Everybody knows what bag milk is. Um, so I'll stick with it. I'll live with it. It's kind of turned into a thing, and I'm happy with where it's gone and the response to it overall. But, uh, yeah, it probably wasn't the smartest choice to call myself <laughs> bagged milk when I was 19 years old. Well, you know, we all did silly things when we were young, and often we have to pay for them for a lifetime. So, you know, been there, done that, and uh, we can talk about it over a, a beer. Amen. Sounds great to me. All right, my friend. Be good. Thank you. Thank you, Al. All right. There's Bag Milk from Oilers Nation. But you do everything loud over there, don't you? You know, clang. That one was pretty loud. I apologize. the phone up, you know. That one hit the side of the phone as I was putting it back on the... Uh, did you? Did, were you mad at Mag Milk? That's why you did it? Or? I wasn't I wasn't looking, and I just kind of reached over, and it okay. hit the thing. So that's my, that's my yeah. fault. Well, you haven't coughed or hiccuped or burped today, so that's good. You know what? There actually is one. If you see my water bottle here, it's pretty crunched, and I wanted to, like, get it back, but I, you know, it'd be way too loud. I couldn't do well, that. Well, do it, and air. let's see if we hear it. Oh, yeah. Did you hear it? Yeah, yeah I did, see, yeah, I knew, sure. and I knew you were going to look up at me and give me the stink eye. No, the the so. only thing you did today was, and I will tell the audience at home, I was uh, during my uh, conversation. I can't remember whether it was. Um, I actually don't remember if it was was with Rachel or with Brennan, but I I was talking and you waved. You were waving to somebody behind me, but it looks like you're trying to sell me something. Uh, we've got breaking news or whatever, and uh, I don't know how to get around that. Do you yeah. know, do you know how to do the Queen Elizabeth wave? This one? Yeah. If yeah. you do that, then I'll know. That's almost like a little condescending to do it that way, like acting like I'm the Queen of England, waving at someone who's come by to well, say hi. Well, I don't think us. anybody would mistake you for the Queen of England, and I believe she's passed. Did so- she? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, we're not in trouble yet, and that's why we should take a break. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Brought to you by Wolf GMC, Buick, corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. There's Lou Reed. One day when I'm rich and can buy my own radio station... I will, I'll play polka music, except when I feel like coming in and I will just do Lou Reed hours and I'll play Coney Island Baby and Senselessly Cruel and, you know, some of the hits too, but really like Lou Reed. I'll play a lot of Velvet Underground, Pale Blue Eyes, Waiting for My Man.
one day I will have a major like medical event and it'll be all live on the radio and in the background you'll hear him typing. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll hear a thud, more typing. <laughs> well, someone's got to do it. It's got to get done over here. <laughs> Your devotion to the job is is impressive. It truly is. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm going to talk about something now, and everybody's going to get mad at me, and that's okay. Uh, I, I just, you know, they're, they're, I, I used to say, I don't feel this way anymore, but I I, I used to say that I, I, I never expect anything from my family, and I'm never disappointed. And that's not a nice thing to say, and I don't say that anymore because that's not fair, and uh, it's not true. So when you're young, you say things, and they're hurtful, and and I did that. Um, but I I do feel like if I say I don't expect much of the NFL and they never disappoint me, um, I'd be close. So th- there are headlines you never want to read. And there's headlines that you never want to contemplate or ponder or think about the events that led up to and the events that occurred afterward. One of them is this headline. Arrest warrant issued for Buffalo Bills linebacker Von Miller for alleged assault of pregnant person. So I don't know why person is there because uh, I think we know that that the only persons who can get pregnant are female, but it doesn't matter. It's what headline, what headline would be too much? Like what, what in God's earth would be too much? I mean, like just in my own mind, there was Ray Carruth. There was, I can't remember the name of the player, but the first day of the off season, he passed away in a Denver parking lot in a car. There's the guy who... Uh, I think it was the Green Bay Packers. He had some kind of an event, and he ended up uh, taking his own life. There's the elevator. There's and I, that's just from my mind reeling from this headline. So I, I'm I'm not going to go any farther on on it because I don't think it it needs to be fleshed out or embellished or or I need to say anything really beyond that, but. I, I don't understand. Last night on Jeopardy Low Tide, one of the questions was the album covers. It was a picture of Led Zeppelin, and the clue was Houses of the Holy, and nobody buzzed in. Well, Houses of the Holy, it depends, because Houses of the Holy, the song, I believe, was on physical graffiti. Houses of the Holy with the ladies on the... the I can't remember the album cover, but I, I believe that... I mean... It might have been a trick question, because if it was the physical graffiti album, then that's the, where the song was. But I don't know the question. Low Tide, are you allowed to cartoon swear on the radio? What's cartoon swear? You know what? I was going to ask you the same thing. I had no idea. I've never seen that uh, phrase before. I thought that might be something that was a generational thing that you would understand. No, I have thought bubbles that I don't say yeah. out loud. But yeah. 
Um, I'm going to say the safe answer is no. We can't cartoon swear on the radio. But is that just like when there's like an automatopoeia? Or like, like that? I heard, all, okay. I, all I heard you say was automatic pita. Automa- automatopoeia? Like bang, boom, pow. Oh, I see. Something like that. I understand. Am I, am I going too deep in this? No, room? I just didn't, under, I didn't hear it, right? So is Lou Reed one of the most overrated? His stuff outside Velvet is capital B bad. Oh, contraire. No, no. No, I'm sorry. I cannot agree with that. No. No, we're not, we're not, we're not going to buy into that. No. And oh, no. No. I reject your idea. And I... Now, I will say this, that, that he... There were times he recorded albums that weren't well recorded. Um, he had a thing about sound, and sometimes his thing about sound wasn't wasn't the best. But you know, Coney Island Baby is a really good song, or really good album. Sorry, Metal Machine music is a bit much. I will say that. Rock and Roll Hearts, very good. I think you have to be a... It's like Neil Young. If you can get past the voice, Lou Reed did not have, you know, the brilliant voice, but he wrote gorgeous songs. This came out seven minutes ago. I'm going to read it. It's via Elliot Friedman, although everybody else is sending it out at the same time, but I'm reading the Elliot Friedman. Uh, Corey Perry releases a statement. I would like to sincerely apologize to the entire Chicago Blackhawks organization, including ownership, management, coaches, trainers, employees, and my teammates. I would like to apologize to my fans and my family. I'm embarrassed. I let you all down. As a result of my actions, has been speculation and rumors. I am sickened by the impact this has had on others, and I want to make it clear that in no way did this situation involve any of my teammates or their families. Most importantly, I want to directly apologize to those who have been negatively affected, and I am sorry for the additional impact to others it's created. My behavior was inappropriate and wrong. I've started working with experts in the mental health and substance abuse fields to discuss my struggles with alcohol, and I will take steps necessary to ensure respect of everyone who believed in me throughout my career. Once again, I am deeply sorry and that is from Corey Perry so I mean I, I, don't, I don't know what will stop people from reaching conclusions talking about things that are salacious uh, but I hope maybe this is one that, that maybe people will rethink and I would also encourage you if you're one of the people who've been saying you know the media should bark it out and tell us right now if they know please understand there's a process all media have to go through you have to find the story. You have to make sure that, that it is absolutely spot on true. And then you have to verify it. And if you don't do that, then you are not only being irresponsible, likely losing your job and your career, but you are also jeopardizing the people that you, you work for. It is, it is extremely dangerous. And especially in a world that is fairly litigious and getting more so as time goes by. So... The, the, it's it's very important. I know it's like the, the Twitter or the internet or you're online and you think you can say anything you want. Understand, though, that when you say that, you do betray a lack of knowledge about how things work. And 
I don't even know if this Corey Perry statement will be enough to stop people because they just seem to like it. You know, watch the world burn seems to be a thing. And this is too, uh, people say, they say to me all the time, I get texts or comments, you're too PC. You know, I would like people to go back to being that if you could. If we could just be a little kinder and if we could have some damn manners, I'd appreciate it. You know, the first thing that, that flies into your brain might not be appropriate. I know it isn't for me sometimes. Certainly Declan has shown the ability to blurt things out. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. No. That, that's pretty accurate. I like to just turn the mic on and go a little bit. You know, whatever <laughs> comes to mind, I feel. I just I'll spit re- it. I just remember a scene, a scene from Seinfeld. Julie Louis-Dreyfus is the funniest woman alive. Yeah, she's great. In the, Veep, she was oh, amazing. She's so good. I saw a clip of her in Veep uh, that was sent to me by a friend of mine. And... and I'm just, she's so cruel. It's so good. She's so good. And, and, you know, everything she does, even her hair in Seinfeld is so ridiculous, but it worked for her, you know. That was a great show. What's your favorite all time sitcom? Malcolm in the Middle. Get up, get out. Was that the wrong answer? It's like, that's my second no. favorite show of all time, period. No, I, the, uh, the, the, I will tell you, there's a reason I liked Malcolm in the Middle. Um, two reasons. One was the episode where she left. She had just had it with her goofy family. And <laughs> On she, her birthday. Yeah, and she left, and um, Jane Kaczmarek is her name, Lois. Yes. She, she just, I love her. I just love everything about her, And but she leaves the family, and she's at the batting cage. And he's begging her. Brian Cranston, Hal is begging her, please come back, please come back. And the most honest thing you could ever say about any relationship comes up. He says, what will it take? And she says, all right, this is what it would take. I want you guys to start paying attention and to care a little bit and clean up after yourself and have some courtesy and treat me with respect and just use your head for more than a hat rack. And she goes on and on and on and on. And Frank Hanson says, well, I can't promise you any of that. <laughs> he says, he says, well, honey, that's never going to happen. <laughs> this, look at this half. Look at this half. This half-baked celebration we throw to, threw together, and we're at the top of our game here. We're always going to need you. Yeah, it's a great, good, great episode. Oh my god! So, so she made the show, um, and she just was was, you know, I, I've seen her in other shows, and I have a hard time not placing her back in Malcolm in the Middle because that was that was a really good show. One last thing. I know we'll we'll get to some some other stuff here in a second, but one last thing about she was nominated for seven Emmys for that show and never won. Yeah, they, they, the Emmys are a joke in that way. I remember there was a I can't remember her name. She was a, a quite a good actress, and I I saw the show. It was a daytime Emmy. She was up for she, it was a soap opera, and she was nominated like sixty times and never won. And I think that's the joke, right? And the, usually the Emmys will give it to the same person for 5,000 years, like Cheers or MASH or whatever. Julia Louis-Dreyfus for Veep. I think she won like six in a row or something. Yeah. So, and that's like, I don't, you know, that, like if you don't reward her for Malcolm in the Middle, then what are you doing? 
she, she, everything. I remember one time she came to the front door topless and she opens the door and somebody says, hi. Uh, and she goes, no. And she slams the door again. Just funny, a funny, funny woman. And that, those kids were awful. Oh, and the worst. husband was not better. You know, they were, it was like, it was having, I think there's four of them and they were all monsters. And the fact that she stayed shows you how wonderful women are. My God. Corner Gas is the best sitcom of all time. I will say this, that that some of the scenes, if you grew up in a rural place, like in Saskatchewan, where car one to car two, the cops are talking, and where are you? I'm uh, behind cover, and <laughs> you can see, I'm behind cover uh, on the highway, and there's this little wee, like not even a bluff, just a bush, and you can see the car, the cop car, for like 900 miles, and anybody who ever, ever, ever traveled those prairie roads in Saskatchewan or Alberta or, or Manitoba, you know that that, I mean, it's drop dead gorgeous funny. It really is. And there's some, there's some real characters on that show. Susan Lucci is on the soap. Yeah, that's right. She won or she was nominated. She may have won later, but it was, it was a big joke. I never understood why that, why that happened. Uh, LT, not to be argumentative because I agree with you on this, but in regard to accuracy and reports by media, how do stations like the one that rhymes with pox get away with filling the, the air with what they do? Well, um, I, I think that, that there's, there, there will be a acknowledgement over time that if you are a news station, you are delivering the news. There's a little bit of vagueness now created over many years. Back in the day, Walter Cronkite gave the news and then 60 Minutes talked about it and there was an editorial. And now everything is an editorial and you rarely get the news. The news, the gathering of the news is expensive. Having somebody talk about it in the studio, uh, you know, five or six different stories, um, is, I mean, it's expensive because you got to pay the host, but it's not as expensive because you don't have to have helicopters and a bunch of other things. So a lot of local news takes the brunt of it, and then the networks just run a guy. So if it's opinion, that's a little different, but I think the, I think the line is forming, and I, I, I think that the, uh, I think we saw, we saw something happen here in the last couple of years with regard to a, a school shooting. Uh, and an individual who who um, was was taken to the cleaners, for lack of a better phrase, um, I think that's the the turning point, and I know that other networks are are having to to uh, pay a price there. But I think if you're if you're a responsible person, and we try to be, you know, I don't report, so I'm I'm gathering information live on the air, but I'm making sure that it's bona fide. If Frank Saravalli or Elliot Friedman or Jason Greger send it out, then I know that it's good. Won it on her 16th try, I believe. Okay, well, I'm glad to know that. When there's 
people on a split screen, it's not news, it's an opinion. When there's four people on a split screen, it's not news, it's an opinion. Sure, but there's there there is there's a lot of there's a lot of um, pretzeling going on with the rules with regard to news, and I don't have an answer, but it'll get straightened out. The 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 corner gas that was my favorite was they were trying to name. They're trying to do, you know how in Saskatchewan sometimes in Alberta too, there's some big thing that the town is known for, right? Um, a turtle or a frog or, you know, and they, they were going to come up with something for that, for Dog River. And it was a crack hoe, a, like a cracked hoe, the hoe in the garden. And I mean, I howled. I'm sorry, but I did. Regarding talking freely, why are shows like Howard Stern and Joe Rogan so popular? Well, they're popular because the hosts are provocative. They're interesting. I, I know for a fact Howard Stern gets great guests. I don't I don't know Joe Rogan that well, but I respect that he's very popular. But they're they are in the industry of being entertaining. And I don't think we I don't think we've heard Joe Rogan breaking news now, unless it's about him personally. Or Howard Stern, unless it's about an interview that he's done that in which the individual he's interviewing has broken some news. Yeah, they're, they're, we're getting some great corner gas stuff in there. I like Shit's Creek, too. The, there's some great episodes of that as well. Okay, it's one we We're going to take a break. On the way, some hockey rumors for you. And some interesting hmm, speculation, we'll call it. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. 141. Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Time for our rumors. I guess rumors and statements today. If you missed it. Corey Perry has released a statement. It is everywhere. He apologizes to the organization, ownership, management, coaches, trainers, employees, teammates, and his family. And he says he's embarrassed and let everybody down. Uh, He also says that he wants to make it clear that it didn't involve any teammates or their families. And he said he started to work with experts in the mental health and substance abuse field to discuss his struggles with alcohol. And so take of it what you will. And I don't know that these rumors will stop, but um, I've seen a lot of people, you know, talk about, you know, media members who are not, who who would know um, and, or at least would have information be told things who aren't releasing it, but you can't do that. You can't. It's it's beyond irresponsible. It's reckless, and you could lose your job and your career doing it. And there have been people who've done that in the past. You have to you have to verify the story, you have to confirm the story, and you have to get a second source. And if you're, you know, if you send it to your editor and you don't have that, then they just send it right back. They're not going to publish it.
and they'll say, go find, you know, go find somebody who confirm it, somebody on the record. And there are conversations that happen off the record. So I don't doubt that there, I do, I have no information on it. I have not pursued it. I don't want to know. It may never get out. I suspect it will get out. But I do think that the statement from Mr. Perry does give you an idea about what this was. Your typing is becoming the most famous thing about this show. Yeah, it really is. I didn't no. mean it to be such a talking point, well, but it's unavoidable. It's unavoidable, yeah. yeah. Well. I kind of like it. I kind of like that it's become the, the show trademark. Well, I mean, it. The, the thing is we're organic, right? Like, yeah. And this is the first show I've ever... I've done sports talk shows for 10, 11, 14 years, 12 years, something like that. And... I've never been in the studio with a producer before. Yes. It's different. Are you eating something? No. No, no, no. I have a, I have a coffee in my hand. That's about it. Where did you get the coffee from? Uh, I got it this morning on my way here. You're still drinking it? Well, I refill it. No, I got like a new one from the coffee machine we have here at the uh, station. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. When, I, dis- like when I disappeared during Bag Milk's interview, that's yeah. where I was going. Well, yeah. and you missed a lot, let me tell you. Low Tide, I heard a rumor you're a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Is this correct from Aaron? Yes. It's... It's a thing. Rumor, is his Fleetwood Mac sponsoring this segment? I wish. Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times reporting that Chicago Blackhawks injured defenseman Jared Tornorty will take some contact in team practices tomorrow. So that means he's getting closer. Pierre Lebrun is reporting that sources have told him that Calgary Flames defenseman Noah Hannafin could be dealt this season with an extension in place beyond this year, like a sign and trade. Hannafin will fetch them a lot. A sign Hannafin will get them a monster amount. He's a very good player. I think the Boston Bruins would be interested in that, and they could send their center along with him. Gabriel, Gabriel Velarde has been activated by the Winnipeg Jets. He'll be a game-time decision tonight against the Oilers. Velarde's a very good player. Came over in the PLD deal. Blue Jacks have Blue Jackets have recalled Kent Johnson. Damon Severson's on IR. Jaden Schwartz is on the IR. Maple Leafs recall Maxim Lejoy. Mark Giordano, a week-to-week broken finger. We talked to Rachel Dory earlier in the show, last hour, and we talked to her about that, and she has suggested and suggested on the show that Ethan Bear might be a, a good solution. And she also mentioned that Marc-Andre Fleury might be a player of interest to the Edmonton Oilers. I looked at all of them, and in terms of affordable, now Rachel said, and I think she makes a lot of sense, they, she said they should aim as high as they can. And, you know, get the best goalie who might be available on the market. And you're never sure who would be available. But there's some good ones out there. I like Vladar, 2.2 million, I believe, for two years. Coach is my favorite sitcom of all time. I've never laughed as hard at a show as that one. Jerry Van Dyke, Craig T. Nelson, epic, Rowdy Roddy was a very good show. He also told us we're having, we have a great show. 
Very nice. I love their hockey team's name, the River Dogs. They got coaching. Who coached them? Um, they they had never had a coach, of course, you know. And hmm, I'm, it's coming to me. Just hold on, Lacey Gabriel Moore. Miller, she she went behind the bench. I think it was her. She went behind the bench. It might have been Wanda. Damn it, I don't remember. I think it was I think it was Lacey who went behind the bench. And she coached them a little and they won. And then of course they forgot all about her. That's a very good show. Do you do you ever watch Corner Cast? Oh yeah, back in the day I used to watch it like if it would come on CTV or something. I don't I never really like sat down and followed the show, but when it was on I enjoyed it. So for any somebody like me who grew up in rural Canada, it's it's a hoot. The Edmonton Oilers pretty much the same lineup tonight. Why would you change? They're on a roll. Somebody asked me about Philip Broberg earlier about, you know, why wouldn't they trade him? I wrote about that this week saying, you know, if you're not going to, if you're not going to play Broberg and you need help elsewhere, he would be a candidate for trade. You send Broberg and Borgo in a first and maybe you get something that you can really use or maybe two pieces. We're the, still here. The River okay. Dogs. Well, I was reading no, I, something. Sorry, I, you was... know, sometimes you get in the middle of reading stuff. No, I know. I knew you were. I knew you were. But I, it had been so long. I was like, I got to jump in here and say something. But okay, wow. I, I digress. This really hurt. You thought he's he's lost it. He's no, no, no. snore. I got to get in there. No, I knew exactly what you were doing. But I th- it had been about 15 seconds or so. I was like, I got I to gotta. It had in. not been 15 seconds. It was at least 10 or 11. Okay, you go back and you look at it. It's I will. Not, I will. You, said, you said 15, then you said 10 or 11. I'll check the audio. <sighs> well, besides, the one time you're not typing, people would know we were alive then. The one time I need you to be typing and you're not. Uh, the River Dogs tied. They didn't lose. Okay. Well, I, you know. Mm. People want to talk about the news now, and I, I just don't want to go there. Why would the orders go for Flurry? When the last time they tried uh, to go after him, he said he didn't want to come to a Canadian market, even though there were teams interested in the Canadian market when Vegas gave him away. Do you know if something has changed? No, we're just speculating. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just talking, you know. Um, one thing I will say that in the career of a player, your priorities do change, right? 
Al, I thought we lost the station. It was so quiet. Well, that's me thinking. I'm not a loud thinker. I was mulling. And I pause a lot. Calvin in the hood. I'm familiar with your pauses. You were gone long enough to make me wonder if the station went offline. I like to have a pause. It gives us all a chance to catch up. It's like digestion. What it is, is a verbal digestion that is occurring. I am literally driving past the corner gas old set that they tore down at Rolo, Saskatchewan from tomato soup. Now I want tomato soup. I love tomato soup. What's your favorite tomato soup? <laughs> tomato? I don't I don't know if I understand the question. Do you like Campbell's tomato soup oh, like or do you like was. homemade tomato soup? You know what? I'm going to I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm not a big tomato soup guy. Oh if I'm getting God. soup, I'm not usually it's having tomato cuz I don't with you. Like I don't I don't mess with grilled cheese really. You so don't like, like don't, cheese? Yeah, like I don't do a tomato soup grilled cheese. I guess if I'm having it like Campbell's is fine, but Okay, what what Campbell's is fine. Campbell's yeah. is brilliant. What's your favorite soup? Clam chowder. Well, you got if me that there. Counts. I love. I mean, clam. it's a chowder. But. No, I love clam chowder. It's so good. Love clam chowder. I like corn chowder too. Have you ever had that? Uh yeah, a couple times. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's very. It's a very country kind of food. I don't know what that means. Like, I just feel like it's something you would eat in like the. Like on a ranch in southern Saskatchewan or in the backwoods of Kentucky or something. What the hell are you talking about? That's just my association with corn chowder. I'm not well, trying to get too deep with it or anything. Well, corn chowder is for poor people? No, 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 no. It just, no. Like it, it just seems you, like. Your, where are you going with this? It just seems like a very, like a, you spend a day out working on the ranch or working on the farm and you come home and you you come back in the house and you, you have corn you chowder. You said Kentucky and where else? Southern Saskatchewan. Ranches in southern Saskatchewan. That's just what I associate it with. What an incredible reach on your part to say I was saying it's a impoverished food. <laughs> that wasn't it at all. You you do know the show, right? I do. I get you to say something, and then I pounce on I'm it. I'm such a punching bag. <laughs> I'm like a prairie dog, is what I am, and that's the that's the show. I mean, look what the carnage we've created with your past and with your family. You know, this started out, the idea of playing the music, it started out as giving Low Tide a warning. Now it's getting Low Tide off the air. Oh, 100%. This was like, you're cut. You're cut. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I'll take it. I've done, my, I've done my work today. I've irritated enough people. Thanks so much for tuning into The Lowdown. Jason Greger is on the way, and it's time for a sports update.